Hello and welcome into this edition of Radio BNR. I'm your host, Chris Turner, Director of Communications here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And today we're talking with Randy Davis, our Executive Director for the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Randy, welcome in. Oh, thank you, Chris. Well, we wanted to take just a few minutes before we get too far into 2020, and we wanted to take a look back at 2019 because it really was a milestone year in many ways. And uh, Randy, you've been talking about this in our staff meeting and some other places and just some of the the big things that have happened in 2019. Possibly one of the biggest things that happened was the I Stand for Life initiative. Well, thank you, Chris. And by the way, I really think it's important that we pause every now and then, look back and see what God has done and and enter his presence with thanksgiving. And that's exactly what we're doing today. Absolutely. You know, the I Stand for Life thing really came to the forefront uh, last uh, winter in, in I think it was February, when the New York legislature passed uh, the most brutal abortion mm-hmm. laws, um, promoting, prom- uh, facilitating abortion up to the time of birth that caught our attention. And uh, there was a bill introduced in the House of Representatives here in Tennessee that uh, was called a heartbeat bill that attempted to say once a heartbeat is detected, then an abortion cannot happen. And uh, when it got to the Senate, it was revised to say, no, we're going to approach this in a different way. And the Senate version came out to say life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. I'm much more comfortable with that. But it's not only the the law itself identifying life beginning at conception, which is really a biblical matter, but it's also a, a, a different kind of approach to attacking Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court. It focuses on the um, amendment that gives person, that recognizes personhood. And I, I really think we have a chance at least to get it through the court system after it becomes law in Tennessee because it will be challenged immediately. Now it's not law in Tennessee yet. It's got to get out of the Senate. Mm-hmm. It is before the Senate this spring, and I understand there may be some more revisions uh, to the bill. Uh, but it's very important now that we contact our senators. I was blown away that in three weeks or less, we had 22,000 Tennessee Baptists sign the I Stand for Life petition. That was powerful. When we testified before the special committee in the Senate, we had sixteen of those signatures in the days sixteen thousand of those signatures in the days following. We went over twenty-two thousand, and uh, that just tells me this is a very important issue with Tennessee Baptist. And um, my my hope is that we can do something really. A radical that we can get this bill through. It is not a slam dunk. It is uh, going to take some work, and it may take a miracle. But I appreciate Tennessee Baptist standing for life. Well, and you had said back uh, when this initiative really hit home to you and saw where the legislation was, and it was in danger of kind of fading away, but then it was sent to the uh, the, the Senate Special Committee. Um, and then, you know, we had the opportunity to to do that, and then you were given the opportunity to testify. You had said that the thing that really made the impression on you was the celebration that when Governor Cuomo in New York signed that legislation, 
which really was one of the most, if not the most, sweeping abortion legislation ever, the, the cheering and the impact that that made. And here in Tennessee, really seeing is this is an opportunity for Tennessee Baptists and, and Bible-believing, life-loving Tennesseans, uh, whether they're Baptists or not, to make a stand that we're not going to do that in Tennessee. We're not going to celebrate the death of unborn children. Yeah, and no matter what happens beyond Tennessee, it is an opportunity for our lawmakers to clearly state a something that is in the DNA of Tennesseans by and large. Mm. You've got so many in this culture that uh, that would a, a more lean toward the laws of New York, but in Tennessee, I think we are we have a different heart and a different mind about life. Well, the legislature convenes for its spring session on Tuesday, January 14th, so uh, we do have information on the istandforlife.org website. There's more uh, information about what's transpired, and then there's a list that will enable Tennessee Baptists to call their senator and not just the senator in their district. Feel free to call all of the senators across the state and let them know that you stand for life as you listen to this and that you would like for them to stand for life as well. Well, one of the other big stories that we had this past year really has to do with um, life and eternal life that uh, we see taking place in Tennessee through various ministries. And it's uh, a lot of that coming through the support for the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions, and what a big year that was for us. Well, it really was. Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions focuses on church revitalization, church planning, compassion ministries, um, and leadership development. And it is a great, great offering. Every single penny of it is used for ministry. And it is this past year we had a record offering uh, approaching $2 million. Mm-hmm. And that offering has grown over the last five or six years by something like 30%. It's been pretty remarkable. And and Tennessee Baptists are beginning to see Tennessee as a mission field any way yeah. you slice it. And I, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, it's been amazing to see that offering grow. And I think what's been awesome is to see how it's been apl- applied to the, the ministries across the state and the benefit that that's reaping, certainly through other ministries that are supported by uh, the the Golden Offering, such as the Backpack Ministry that's really grown this year. Well, when we talk about all of that, one of the big, big events that we have in Tennessee beyond our annual convention meeting, the summit, is the Youth Evangelism Conference. And this year, past year, saw some transitions with that, with uh, Jay Barbier beginning to take more responsibility in our youth ministry here at the uh, Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. But uh, with 780 um, uh, salvation decisions, um, just talk a little bit about how important it is that we continue to do YEC and how important it is that we reach this generation of teenagers. Well, I think some of the most important people that are involved in missions and ministries in our state are our youth mm-hmm. pastors, student pastors, children's ministry workers. Um, we've seen a decline generationally of people coming to know the Lord. Every generation has declined more and more. 
the millennial generation, uh, something like 90% uh, of that generation does not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, the generation coming behind them, Gen Zers, it is going to be less than one out of every 10. I believe with the millennials, it's something like 14, 16%. But with the, this next generation, it is really a generation that is post-Christian. And um, Southern Baptists have always pitched their tent toward students and mm-hmm. children. And uh, things like YEC is, are extremely important to see nearly 800 students coming to know the Lord in a 24-hour period, less than a 24-hour period, is pretty remarkable. But you didn't have just kids coming to the Lord. You had a lot of them uh, surrendering their lives to the Lordship of Christ, a lot of them uh, feeling called into ministry. And on top of that, you've got a lot of youth workers, and you've got a lot of student ministers that are encouraged by everything that happens at YEC. Yeah, it's a big league event, and we had you know a little more than six thousand there this past year, and so especially for uh, smaller churches across the state, really looking for an opportunity for uh, the, to get their students out and involved in something that really is exceptional and big league. And uh, Jay has some great uh, things on the horizon for this year, and, and as he continues to develop that. A great opportunity for for churches to get involved with the Youth Evangelism Conference. We'll be in Nashville again, and you can check the website for the dates on that. But registration needs to be wrapped up soon, so don't waste any time getting with that. Well, what are uh, one or two other things that you saw from, from 2019 that you really see as one of those celebration highlights that as we look back and remember what the Lord has done, we can look back at, at a particular thing in 2019? Well, there are a couple of things. One is that um, I, I had the opportunity to visit about 21 cities around Tennessee um, back in late July, August, early September, and I just had listening sessions, and I sat down with uh, over 600 pastors and ministry leaders and laymen, and I said, what challenges are you facing? What opportunities do you see? What tools do you need? Uh, we didn't go with anything to promote, anything to sell, anything really to say from our standpoint. We wanted to listen, and that's really all we did was listen. Since that time, we've gleamed several things that are vitally important, like uh, our ministry leaders, our pastors are craving practical tools in the area of evangelism and discipleship. and and one particularly, how do you speak into a culture that is anti-Christ? How do you speak into a culture that is redefining marriage and sexual relationships? How do you maintain biblical conviction and a prophetic kind of voice in that culture and yet do so with the compassion of Christ? Um, and In all of those areas, we have people working on Uh, practical tools to give to our churches and our pastors in those areas. Um, Last spring, we introduced a task force on sexual abuse prevention and response. They are nearing the completion of their work, and so within weeks, we'll be able to get into the hands of our churches some tools that will help them protect 
their children and respond appropriately when evil has happened in their church. Um, I, I really believe that's very important, but it's nothing new to Tennessee Baptist. For over 20 years, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board has been supplying tools that are very effective to our churches in helping them ensure that their churches and their ministries and their activities are safe for children of all ages. I thank God for the hundreds of thousands of people in Tennessee that are working with their children in the name of Christ that are pure-hearted and pure-minded and uh, eternally focused. But every now and then there is a wolf that comes through the front door. And uh, we just need to be on guard to protect, do everything we can to protect our children and deal with all of these subject matters above board and in the light of day. So I, I thank God for that. And one last thing is this. Um, you know, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, since uh, the Tennessee Baptist Convention, since its first convention, since it was founded um, almost 150 years ago, we've been around more than 145 now, but from the very beginning, they've been about Christian education, missions, and benevolent compassion mm-hmm. ministries. And we've had long, long relationships with Union University, Carson Newman, the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home, the Adult Homes, the Foundation, uh, Harrison Chill Howie uh, Academy. And it was very thrilling when Carson Newman University called Dr. Charles Fowler mm-hmm. as president. Charles um, is very familiar with Tennessee Baptist life. He is a Mississippi guy, but he served on staff at Union University, pastored in West Tennessee, was pastoring at Germantown Baptist Church uh, when God redeployed him to uh, an educational institution. And the excitement and uh, God's favor on Carson Newman has been so evident since this summer when Dr. Fowler was called as president, and I am absolutely thrilled at uh, what God is doing there. Well, we have seen a lot of pieces that have have moved into place in 2019. Uh, A lot of great work that's been done. Uh, We've seen a lot of uh, uh, harvest from seeds that were sown, but it really does position us for this next year that we're currently in, 2020. what, what's a challenge that you might offer to Tennessee Baptists and, and for our churches just to stay the course and be faithful? Well, here's the biggest thing. Um, last Sunday, Jeannie and I attended the grand opening of the church at Nolensville, and um, their pastor, Wade Owen, preached a message from the Old Testament Um, about when Elijah was asked by the kings who had their armies out in the desert about to do war. They had ran out of water, and they were blaming God. And they asked Elijah, inquired of him about it. And Elijah went to the Lord and came back and said, I've got a word for you. Uh, Dig ditches. Dig ditches. This was an army. This was not a labor force. They had no shovels. They, of course, had no backhoes. They had swords and spears and shields. And yet, they were obedient. 
And with no rain, no water in sight, because they had a word from God, they started digging and they dug ditches because they had a promise from God. It was dry. It was in the desert. But they had a word from God. And my encouraging word for churches all over this state You know, we recognize churches that have baptized hundreds of people, and we celebrate those baptisms, but there are hardworking, godly Mm -hmm. men and women that are uh, serving as pastors and laymen in our churches in areas where they haven't seen anyone come to the Lord maybe in years. My encouragement to them would be keep digging. You've got a promise from God. His word is not going to come back void. So you just keep digging. God's going to send the water. God's going to send the harvest. And uh, God's called us to be faithful. And that's what I would encourage our Tennessee Baptists as we enter into 2020. I'm excited that the rain's coming. And one day the ditches we're digging are going to be full and overflowing with God's blessing. Amen. That might even make a great theme for the summit this year, keep digging. So, well, Randy, we do appreciate that update. 2019 was a, a monumental year. It's easy to get distracted and look at a lot of the, the things that were in the news that were negative, but uh, it is important to come back and revisit just evidence of God at work in Tennessee through Tennessee Baptists and through Tennessee Baptist churches. Thanks so much for giving us an update, and we'll look forward to days and weeks ahead as we uh, have more to report. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for listening to Radio BNR, a podcast production of The Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.